This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. All you have to do, call 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the Saturday edition, live Saturday edition of this program. Joining you tonight, as always, it's Ian here. And Mark. And our number again is 855-450-3733. Of course, you can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find a number of features awaiting you there. Lots of different stuff uh, that is all free to you. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. So go and enjoy it free over at freetalklive.com. And then we can tell you ways that you can help support the show uh, as the program goes on tonight. But enjoy the site over at freetalklive.com. You can actually control the content as well. So... Uh, the stuff that you see there at freetalklive.com has been placed there by listeners like you. Maybe it was you. Uh, you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share with our listeners, you can just simply submit it as show prep. So it doesn't have to be a news item. It could be news. It could be uh, opinion. It could be uh, something fun like a YouTube video. You can post it there, and then others will then have a chance to vote. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head on over and get interactive at freetalklive.com. 855-450-FREE. In fact, one of the top stories over in our uh, website is about the TSA. But Mark, there was something that it was on your mind tonight. I, I guess you had a, a something that you wanted to discuss. You know, I, I don't like um, how... I don't know. People seem to pick up platitudes. I'm on a. I guess I'm on a war. You're still on that platitude I'm thing. War, huh? I'm on a war on platitudes uh, this week. I, I people will use platitudes as mental crutches, and they won't think about things. And recently, it's been the big thing. I guess it's been you know, quite some time, but uh, since the the presidential election is upon us, people are calling Barack Obama a socialist again. And you know what? Well, yeah, yeah. Barack Obama's a socialist. I'm willing to go ahead and say that. I'd like to also call Mitt Romney a socialist. I, Mitt Romney's a socialist, and every other person, George Bush, yeah, you know, serving the 535 drunken sailors calling themselves our leaders in Washington D.C. socialists, the ones uh, in your state capital socialists, um, anybody who advocates for uh, you know this centralized organization called the state, anybody calling themselves a Republican or a Democrat, largely socialists, largely people calling themselves uh, Democrats, Republicans, socialists, because this term. Is, you know, like people aren't even looking at the definition of the term. The, the definition of the term is the state ownership of means of production. Does that sound right to you? That sounds about right. I mean, I don't have it sitting in front of me at the moment, but yeah, I can pull I, it up. I mean, I know that there's, uh, you know, it's, uh, there's control, uh, let's see, and or control the means of production and or of a combination of the following cooperative enterprises, common ownership, direct public ownership, or autonomous state enterprises. I mean, you look down at Venezuela, for instance, and Hugo Chavez and some of the things he's been doing. He's been nationalizing industries, which yep. is essentially turning them into, you know, so- socialist uh, yep. industries in that they're operated by the the state's government. So there's a management aspect to the the central government in different areas. Um, you know the idea that, and and you know you saw it with the the, the Soviet Union's five year plans and their you know their stores where people would go stand in line just to get regular um, you know <laughs> the regular stuff we go to the grocery store and get all the time. Mark, they're doing it for the people. Uh, right, I, I guess. I mean, well, that's the claim. It's that's the people's the claim. revolution. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. The people that benefit from this are the politicians and the bureaucrats who produce right. nothing. Those are the people that they're doing it for. But you know, if if let's say, I mean, let's say that you, you know your advocation for centralized government is you know the the classic Republican one. 
Don't you think you're a socialist? I mean, you know, if if it's uh, let's let's say and look. Well, they believe that uh, Republicans believe Democrats are socialists. They couldn't possibly be socialists. Uh, uh, if Democrats are socialists, then they must be not socialists. Okay. Um, what evidence that do, do we have that that's not the case? State ownership of the means of production, let's use that as the yardstick for socialism. If somebody can you know, claim my labor, my hands are the means of production. If you can claim my labor, you must be able to claim my body. Can you not? I mean, you know, schools will claim that you need to be vaccinated in order to go there. The state, the state acts like it owns you in a great many ways. Mm-hmm. I am the means of production. My property where I live that they tax me on, property tax every single year, the claim that, uh, you know, they, they, they must own my property because what they're doing is, well, essentially charging me rent every single Year or biannual, you know, quarterly or biannual, semiannual, whatever it is that uh, you pay your property taxes, uh, their property taxes, they're claiming to own the land because go ahead and don't pay the property taxes and see what happens. It's just rent by another name. Mm. And that, you know, I mean, that's that's obfuscation. It's not. Well, it's rent reality. Without, without a lease. I mean, I, there was never any uh, agreement, despite all the claims to social contract. I guess that's the difference between rent and uh, property taxes is that they just they just apply it to you and right. you don't have any kind of uh, claim over it one way or the other. So if they own your hands and they own your property, if they own your body and they own your property, they own the means of production. They own your mind. They own whatever you do. I mean, the, the state's already claiming – many people in the state are already claiming that you need to uh, go into these sort of volunteer programs. They're calling them uh, – the, what's the citizen – National service. National service. Uh, this was advocated by Barack Obama and John McCain, both candidates in the 2008 presidential election. Mm-hmm. Now, it hasn't come up in this election, but, you know, I'll bet you could talk Mitt Romney. A Mormon who goes in and does, they, you know, they, it's their practice as a religion to go and do this year and a half of service or whatever it is these fellows do. Um, you know, I bet you could probably talk him into uh, this too. And now I don't know. I don't want to put words in the guy's mouth, but yeah, the idea that the state is going to direct what your well, it job would be a is. a wonderful thing for the state uh, if national service comes about because the proposals for it have essentially been that uh, the national service program will be as large as the military. I mean, you want to talk about a huge increase in the size of the state that's tremendous Indeed. so i mean what what government politician wouldn't want to support national service they're all on board with it from what i can tell except for maybe ron paul maybe a handful of others very few so uh, you know you've got this the situation where people you know people are claiming that one candidate's a socialist and i just it's nonsense you know i mean whatever it's it just platitudes they're all socialists, but uh, there's also fascism mi- mixed in there as fascism, well, Fascism, right? you know, the, the National Socialist Party was the party of fascism, here, both here in the United States and in Germany. Yeah. These, you know, it's just another form of socialism, people. Just because you like the military, it's only military socialism. Are you saying fascism is a form of socialism? Absolutely. Hmm. I'm going ahead and saying any advocation of any centralized governmental body is socialism. 855-450-FREE. I'm not sure I agree with that, but let's go to Jimmy listening in Indy to WXNT. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, I just got into my brother who's a Republican, and he called me a socialist because I'm trying to get food stamps here. I'm trying to get health care through Medicaid. And he said, it's, it's, I'm not a responsible citizen. 
So have you uh, used your money irresponsibly in order to end up in the position that you're that you are? No, I got I got uh, laid off from the state while I retired, and they cut my pension to three sixty three a month. Three hundred sixty three dollars. No, three hundred and sixty three dollars. That's it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty miserable. Yeah, I know. I, that's what happens when you work for the state. What did you do for the state? I was a, a custodian for 17 years. So did and you retire or did they lay you off? They got rid of my union. They got rid of my collective bargaining. They laid off 150 to 350 people who knew what they were doing. And all that's left down there was me and my friends, less than 20 people did, doing the state house. Did they, uh, did they lay you off or did you retire? I, I didn't quite get that. I retired because I called them racist. Okay. You retired because you called them racists. Okay. That's right. It's either that or get fired and lose everything. That's right. the way they think down here. So, uh, you know, I don't think that taking. Uh, okay. So, as far as I'm considered, uh, I concerned. I consider the state an organization that uh, steals money. I think taxation is theft. So, therefore, if you go out, if you know, there's if there's a guy running around stealing things and then he runs out to the middle of town and hands out ten dollar bills, I don't think you've participated in stealing. However, uh, Jimmy, you're welcome to stick with us uh, in a moment here, 855-453. However, Jimmy did work for the organization known as The State. And while he did something useful, like he was cleaning, that's yeah. a real job that would really that really exists in the real world, unlike a lot of state positions. We'll come back with more, 855-453. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 Tunes. With C Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, LRN.FM, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C Crane Company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those features include our listening options. We've got broadband, midband, and narrowband streams, so different size uh, bit rates for your internet connection because various internet connections work differently with uh, certain streams. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in to the best stream for you. Plus, learn about our over 100 great AM and FM radio stations that air this show throughout the week at various different times. In addition to that, we've got our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where you can hear us seven nights a week, and our free-to-air KU band channel. In addition to that, our webcam and listen lines are available. Listen lines allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? If, if you are, you're probably looking for the name brands because you want quality merchandise. And you're probably looking for the best prices you can find. ManVentureOutpost.com is the place to go. Before you buy any gear for the outdoors enthusiast, go to ManVentureOutpost.com because they've got the best prices you'll be able to find in one place on the Internet. They carry knives, ammunition. Everybody's looking for ammunition right now. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, anything the outdoor enthusiast needs. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. 
And you know, they've got, like I said, some of the best prices you're going to be able to find. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. It's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. So our uh, caller on the line had dropped off, and uh, I wanted to continue the discussion with him because he was saying that he was being accused of being a socialist by his brother or something like that, and he has uh, worked for the state government there in Indy uh, as a janitor for a number of years, had retired. Uh, they cut his pension. He said they you know, busted up his union, etc. And uh, it's, it's hard to feel sorry for people that work for the state. It, it is hard to, to do that. However, I feel more sorry for somebody who's working in a legitimate role with the state government than someone who's working in some position that absolutely wouldn't exist in the absence of uh, the idea of the state. So you look at somebody who is a a janitor, for instance. Well, clearly, buildings need to be cleaned in the real world, in the productive world, so odds are good he could have been a janitor somewhere else. Uh, So, I mean, I kind of feel bad. And one can understand why. You know, the thing is, is that just because we have a a philosophy doesn't mean that everybody else understands the underpinnings of that philosophy. So I'm not going to hold people responsible for that philosophy philosophy until they until they understand it completely um but you know i mean likely as a janitor he said to himself well you know i could be a janitor at you know someplace that isn't going to pay as well or i could go get a state job where mm-hmm. they're going to offer me great benefits in the union like and all pension. those things yeah and you know it's hard to blame somebody for being driven towards nope. the best situation for themselves and no i don't blame somebody at all but i at the same time you know would like to suggest that if you're working for the state you know take that gentleman's story under advisement and understand that you are working for a criminal enterprise i understand They'll do what they want you may you may not see it that way but that's who they are that's all that the state is it's just the most successful criminal gang in any given territory and so when you work for a criminal enterprise, don't be surprised if the, uh, you know, the bosses at that particular criminal enterprise, in this case the state legislature or the uh, you know, city council or, or the feds, uh, if your bosses decide to all of a sudden cut you out of the position or to you know, screw you on a deal, oh, you thought you were going to get X amount of pension for the rest of your life, well, now it's going to be X minus 500 or you know, whatever the, uh, the deal was. He was complaining to us that they'd changed the deal on it's him. It's not like that doesn't happen. It hasn't happened with uh, pensions from private organizations and unions uh, and that sort of thing. So I get where you're coming from, but it's not like this couldn't happen to anybody. Okay, I, I I guess I don't know much about private. I mean, uh, I don't pension. have a news story on it, and I, I you know, but I'm sure that there are private. I'm sure that there are people listening right now that have pensions from private organizations and uh, you know unions that have are less than satisfied with that way things worked out. So you're saying unions pay people pension? They some people will work in some states. You'll work for the union, and the union handles uh, the the pension. So yes. if you have a union job, then you would get. It would depend on the state. Yep. So I have to say, I don't know much about private pensions. I always was under the impression that if you're working in the private world, you are responsible for your own retirement well, and that you've got to get your own retirement fund going on or This is whatever. the question you need to ask yourself is, do you want your money up front or you do want a guarantee into the future? And I'll take my money up front. Right. That's kind of how I feel about it is because, uh, you know, these guarantees into the future, you never know what's going to happen right. like these the lottery business goes winners, out of business then what are they going to do the lottery winners that take their payouts over 20 years it may be a good use a good idea to say oh well i don't know what i how i'm going to spend my money but think about it for a second what if the state decides they don't want to pay you after 10 years yeah. what are you going to do about it 
Yeah, what are you going to do, sue them in their own court? That doesn't work out. So it's just, I, I never hear about private pensions, Mark, so I don't know anything. There any, aren't as many anymore. Right. Uh, at this point, the vast majority it. of people working for unions, and pensions are you know largely a union thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the vast majority of people working for unions are working for governmental agencies. Right. And that's what I was you know, pointing out is like, look, if you want a criminal gang to take care of you when you're older, don't be surprised when the criminal gang changes the rules on you. They can do it without any kind of accountability. You don't have any legitimate contract with these people. They can change the rules at any time. Look at Social Security. Social Security was originally not supposed to be uh, the, the number, for instance, was not supposed to be used for identification purposes. They change that. They do it all the time. You can't get a bank account without one now, practically. Raise the, uh, you know, raise the minimum age or the, raise the, the payout age, uh, lower the amounts paid out. These are all things that they can change, and they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you an explanation. They're not, not under contract. Standpoint. They're not under any kind of an agreement with you. And even if they are in some sort of an agreement, like, for instance, when people join the military, they usually sign something to join even if there's an agreement, the way it's written is the agreement is we do what we want and you, you go do along what with we it. say. Right. But that's fr- that's frankly the citizenship agreement, too. You do, you know, we do what we want. You do what we say. But there is no citizenship agreement that, that doesn't exist unless you actually come here from another country. Then they actually do have you. The sign claim off on is I, I get what you're saying, that if you're born here, you didn't uh, apply for citizenship. You didn't agree to whatever their rules are. But they claim that even by the virtue of staying on their land and they claim the land, as I pointed out in the last segment, you they can do whatever they want. I mean, that's essentially what the agreement is. And by staying, you agree to it is what the claim is. So back to the caller's original point that he brought up was that uh, someone had called him a socialist because he was going after uh, Medicare payments and things like that. And you pointed out, Mark, that if uh, you know a thief steals a bunch of money and hands out the free free money uh, in the middle of town, you're not, you know, you're not at fault necessarily. You're for not going stealing and and, uh, and collecting that. Uh, although certainly one could say you're encouraging the thief in uh, in that particular case, but. I'd say it's about advocation. What do you advocate? I don't blame for I don't blame anybody for trying to get uh, assistance, especially in a world where government has essentially monopolized a lot of these services. So if you need medical assistance, in a lot of cases, you might have to go to the government because they have supplanted uh, what used to exist. Things like mutual aid societies. There used to be private ways for people to get assistance through mutual aid societies. Of course, charities still help, like the Shriners, and there's other groups that uh, that definitely help people with uh, with medical concerns. But a lot of people feel like the state's their only option because they've essentially subsumed that portion of the marketplace. So I don't blame anybody for doing that. Uh, but on the other hand, the more people do it, the more integrated the state becomes in our lives, and the more difficult it becomes to get rid of that idea. 855-453-FREE is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Free talk live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on M-E-M-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 
450-3733. Join us over on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can get signed up for news updates. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up there for free. You can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Your choice, all free, news.freetalklive.com. When you buy something and you buy the best one you can get, you're rarely dissatisfied. You know, um, especially when you when that thing is a radio from the Sea Crane Company. Sea Crane Company has been producing, I mean, they're, they're legendary in the radio business for producing the best radios out there. And they make the CC Radio 2, which has, bar none, the best AM reception available. It has a twin coil ferrite AM antenna, which makes it, uh, you know, makes it better than everything else as far as AM reception goes. I have one. I will attest that this is a true statement. Um, absolutely. And, and everything I've ever gotten from Sea Crane has has been the highest quality merchandise. So if you are a radio avid radio listener, you want to be able to listen on the best thing you can. The C Crane, it's a nice size. You can bring it with you. Of course, you take it, it takes batteries, it takes electricity, you know, whatever it is that you need. It even has one of those backup antenna um, you know, connections in the back. So if you want some large super antenna in the, the backyard to listen to something far away, you can do that. It's it's called the CC Radio 2, and you can get it at ccrane.com. That's C-C-R-A-N-E.com. Or you can call them at their 800 number. It's 800-522-8863. 800-522-8863. Anything you get from Ccrane Company is going to be the highest quality merchandise. Ccrane.com. That's uh, that's great stuff, by the way. I've been enjoying my uh, CC Wi-Fi radio as well. Eight five five four fifty three, the toll free number here. Uh, well, let's go to you and your thoughts. And ladies, come first here. So Jackie's on the line, uh, listening to Jackie in WSVG land out in Virginia. Hey, hi there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about government workers in general, specifically state workers, mm-hmm. you know, the state workers, they really do have it made. Um, they've got this package, and uh, it is so generous, and I think that they have this sense of entitlement that goes along with it, and it really behooves them to hold on to it for dear life, because once they are let go, and it's not easy for them to lose it, but once they're let go, they are kind of um, blackballed, um, and very it's very difficult for them to um, get back into the system. Um, but the package that they have, the incentives and the um, benefits are so generous. It's, it's way, way out of whack with what you get uh, in the private sector. Absolutely. Not only the, not only the pay, but the... Um, the benefits. It's just way, way more generous 
than anything that you get. Well, it's not generous. Um, let's let, let's make let's be uh, you know clear with our terms here. It's not generous because the money's being stolen from you and I in order to pay them. It's easy to be generous with money. It's not yours, right? right? I mean, you know, like the the state is giving the state workers stolen money, so they're not, it's not really generosity. If you and I are giving our money, then that's generosity. But when somebody else is giving our money, it's I, I don't even know what it is. It's complicated kind of theft, yeah. weird theft, justified theft. But yeah, it is a lot, and uh, there's studies have been done that show federal government workers, and I'm sure state government as well, but they make t- uh, significantly more, uh, especially when you factor in the benefits, than the average private sector worker who has a similar that's, position. That's really tough here in this this economy when a lot of business owners um, and b- people who are working for private businesses have been ta- facing back. yeah they've been facing uh, paycheck lay- layoffs. Uh, you know they they've had to give up a certain amount of their pay in order cuts, to keep their jobs. The certain amounts, by the way, those cuts have ranged from five to fifty percent depending on you know which industry and what jobs and Absolutely. what we're talking about. I know that uh, the program director of a station we used to be on in South Florida, uh, WFTL on the East Coast, uh, they got rid of us after the program director got blown out because the GM hates our show. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know the program director there was asked to take a 50% pay cut. And he was just like, well, see you later. <laughs> And he just left. I hope he found someplace else. But it was uh, – it was it's, that's a lot of money to, to take a cut. How many state agents have been taking cuts in their salary? Well, I wanted to add that I used to be married to a state uh, attorney, and he was guaranteed not only his generous salary per year, but uh, he had an increase uh, that was guaranteed per year, and the pension, and all these uh, uh, other benefits, the health care. And um, all these other perks. And it wasn't until he was embarrassed through the media that the, um, they let him go. And once he was let go, it was, you know, devastating to him. And he has not been able to get back into the practice since. And it, it's been very the, hard. The practice of working for the state, what was he, that, what was he doing for them? Um, He's a state's attorney. He, yeah, he was working. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that point. Okay, so he hasn't been yeah. able to to uh, to even practice privately as an attorney since then. Is what you're saying? Uh, right. Huh. So it's been it's been very hard for him, and um, what I'm saying is that I think what would be a wonderful step is for all the government agencies to force their workers to undergo drug testing. The reason I'm saying this is that because the benefits are so generous and because there's such complacency with the workers and they have this feeling of, I'll never be fired, there is rampant drug use. Well, there's drug and use. There's drug use all over the place. I, I wouldn't suggest that as a, a solution. I would suggest, uh, you, you know, I'm abolishing the state. You. Getting just getting rid what of the I'm, idea of the state, I think, would be the only way to really solve that problem. I'm because you, what I'm telling you is that if they said that we're going to make our um, because we have such wonderful standards among our um, employees, mm-hmm. we hold them to such high standards. We're going to have um, drug testing. But, but drug they, tests don't catch people for drinking. Right. We would find 
that there are so many people using drugs that work for the government that it would open up mass amounts of um, job vacancies. Yeah, what my concern, what, I what do. my concern with that is, is that there's one drug in particular that really shows up on drug tests, and the rest of them not so much. Um, it's much harder to find somebody who's doing heroin or crack mm. um, or whatever that's working. You know, the work we working for the government in this case, or even somebody who's uh, you know abuses alcohol terribly, it'd be much more difficult. The one that really shows up on drug tests is smoking pot, and of the drugs out there, it's the most benign. Yeah. Jackie, I don't think that's going to solve anything because, you know, if you open up a bunch of uh, jobs and put people in those job positions, you're just changing the deck chairs around on the Titanic. And the problem, I, I agreed with a lot of the problems that you identified about uh, working for the state, but I don't think that's a solution that's going to really change anything significantly. I appreciate your uh, your call tonight, though. 855-450-FREE. Uh, the only way to really change that situation is to completely, uh, you know, hopefully get rid of the idea of the state and make it so all these products and services the state actually offers that are supposedly of value are actually offered in the open marketplace to voluntary uh, you know, transactions, consensual uh, people that want to uh, get involved with them. If and, I like their services, I should be able to choose to pay for them and hire them. To and she things. mentioned state workers specifically. I would say that federal workers probably get the best packages out there from what I've seen. They certainly the do. Federal government. All right. So more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. Your think- thoughts are welcome. I think I saw 700,000 federal employees get more, paid more than governors do. Toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, d- sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Fiolencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. You can join us on our website, of course, over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other listeners and more, and it's all free. But if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You can learn how to get a free bumper sticker there, plus download web graphics for your uh, perhaps your blog site or you know, put on your Facebook page. Uh, you can use our graphics for whatever reason you want. There's also high-res graphics, so for those of you that are maybe more designer-oriented, want to design your own ads or you know get a, uh, make your own Free Talk Live t-shirt. You can do that stuff with the, the, the resources you'll find over at promote.freetalklive.com. Now, if you operate a website or blog and have been thinking about adding a forum or maybe you're frustrated with the current forum that you have, you want to get a forum that doesn't compromise the privacy of your users, you need to consider plainboards.com. It's also simple to use and install for your website. You don't actually install anything, Mark. Well, I mean, uh, how, how, what terminology do you use? How do you make it available to your uh, 
to implement, perhaps. Okay. Uh, Planeboards.com, P-L-A-I-N, boards, planeboards.com. It's free to use, anonymous message boards for anybody who wants one. Uh, You don't even have to be a webmaster. Just go in and create your own plane board in moments and then share the link with your friends. You don't have to install anything. You don't have to log in. You just go and get it done at planeboards.com. As we continue here, Chris is listening in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, to WXXM. I love the name of that. Mike 92.1. Hey, uh, Chris, what's on your mind tonight? Hi. Uh, yeah, I heard what you were saying about state employees and that you feel that the people that work for the state uh, are stealing their money. And I, I don't think that's a concept I've heard a lot over the last that's year. Not, that's and, not an accurate as assumption. of oh, okay, you, well, you can rail I'm, against that statement if you'd like to rail against that statement. It's Free Talk Live. However, I don't believe we've made that statement. Okay. Like there's a, uh, there, there's a distinction about to be had. a janitor having a job that exists in the real world. So in that case, he, he actually kind of maybe did deserve that money, but it's stolen money? Did I, did I misunderstand? The state that? steals. Taxation is theft. I will uh, absolutely make that okay. statement. Did you go to school? Uh, yes. Did you go to a public school or did you go to a private school? Both. Okay. So that stolen money paid for your education? Absolutely. Did you drive to work today? Yes. Did you drive on a road? Yes. Our tax dollars paid for that route. Excellent point that you're making okay. here. Now, I'd like to I'd like to address this before you go on with your tirade about all the different things that. Uh, well, it, uh, it's not really a tirade. Well, I'd I'm like to make a can I can I make a point? From? Can I make a point? Sure. 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 Okay. Does the state claim for itself the monopoly privilege to create roads and implement some, something called eminent domain in order to uh, you know give itself more power in the marketplace of roads? Uh, yeah, it does. Okay, so it does. so it so point. as a monopoly. Then uh, you would agree that monopolies are bad. Well, I, what I would say to you about this is monopolies that, are good. Uh, I do agree, yes, that monopolies are bad. Okay, great. I also that would say to you, with the absence of the state. Okay, if you have no state, you have no government. Oh, no I, dis- government I disagree with that, that entirely. Can. Now, I would disagree that um, that that, that with the assertion that you make that uh, the state is is governance. It is a type of governance, a type of governance that we have now that has not evolved in two hundred and thirty something years. And frankly, uh, you know, I mean, we need we need an ev- evolution, and monopolies make innovation very difficult. Well, I'll tell you what, we, we agree to a certain point. We agree that we need to evolve. We stopped evolving about thirty years ago. Okay. When was that? When our government, when our government was corrupted with a lot of money and a lot of special interests. Why would that have been thirty years ago? I mean, government's yeah. always been corrupt. Why would that corrupt. have been thirty years yeah, ago? I, because I that's when there was banners. the formation of an organization called ALEC, the American Legislative <laughs> Are you going to tell me the go- hold on? Are you going to tell me the government wasn't corrupt back in the days of the robber barons in the eighteen hundreds? Um, no, 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 no. I won't tell you that the the robber barons it was corrupt, and then Roosevelt put in the New Deal, and I think and drove a bunch of deal. private people out of business. Uh, by the way, I mean, Rose- Roosevelt drove a bunch of private industry out of business. In order uh, to- well, they were too big to fail businesses. No, and I no, must actually, tell you I, there's a great story about a dry cleaner. He drove out of business. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Oh, well, I, I tell you what. If you have no government, there is. Something I did not that claim so that there should be no government. Okay, but how do you run a government without taxes? Um, well, you Who can you could work? do the same thing that other uh, businesses that provide goods and services do. But but businesses have a different motive. Businesses have the motive of serving profit. customers. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, that would be awesome if, if if that was true, if that was reality. 
But as somebody that's paid taxes and has worked in this society for a long time, probably longer than you, because uh, is that argument that in are antiquium? You're, you're older than me, so you're wiser than I am. Is that the claim? Um, uh, probably. Yeah, probably. I have a little <laughs> wow. bit more okay. experience. Jesus was uh, uh, 33 years old, younger than me. Uh, let's see when he died on the cross for your sins. If you believe that that story, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence at 33. Uh, I'm not think- saying people have no value at 33. What I am saying to you, though, is if something has happened in our society, okay, and people have been very manipulated, and the government could work if it was not so infiltrated by money, because it's supposed to be a government that is but run government, by people. But government, when the in the world are you going to separate power from money? Where has that happened? I mean, maybe it people will call me good- uh, call me a utopian because I want to see people not threatened, but how, where has government ever been separated from power, power ever been separated from money? Well, we used to have laws, corruption laws in our government, okay? And you didn't have people that were in What you used to have is to you had able- less media. So you found out about less of this stuff. Now, with the advent of the Internet and uh, the cable news uh, cycle and all these things, we have more reporters out there finding out more things. Well, actually, we have less media now because it's been consolidated. It's consolidated. You're talking about mainstream, you're talking about mainstream media, Chris. You're not including uh, all the independent media Most stories are broken by bloggers these days. Right. We've and, got... and I'm very rare bloggers. I mean, I've been out here in Wisconsin, and um, I'm right outside of Madison. And I slept in that Capitol last year, okay? I know what's going on here. And I know how the media does not show things, and I know how much they lie. So, so do I. I'm, I'm with on you here. on that point. The media is completely corrupted. The corporate media, that is. But there are plenty of independent media operations out there, lots of indie journalists and things like that. There's more of that now than ever before, more uh, so-called citizen journalists. But let's go back to something that you said before. You kind of are living in this – you almost sound like a, cons- a conservative with this uh, statement about how things were so much better in the past. Uh, so- well, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe, maybe, maybe you need to, to hear that qualified because you were making statements about – or maybe it was your previous caller who wanted to have everybody drug tested. It sounded like she could use one herself. But anyway, uh, the private sector, you were talking about how people were losing jobs in the private sector and that their benefit packages were going down. Okay? I have some experience with this. My husband and I both worked private sector, major companies, IBM, EDS, okay? We had great benefit packages way back when we were first hired. And they did. They laid people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, we lost everything in a layoff because our whole town, our whole town went belly up. Our properties were, had no value because of this corporation pulling out. Well, so you I can't depend. You can't depend on a corporation to take care Look of you. Look at Detroit. I mean, no, the, see, gov- see, the government see, of Detroit no, has destroyed that city. You can't depend on a corporation to take care of you. You can't depend on a city either. No, you, you can't gotta, depend on a government. You can to only do it. depend on you and maybe your friends and and neighbors who uh, who care. And... Look, I've never gotten a dime from anybody, and we did take care of ourselves. But right. for a company to come in and suck up all the resources from a town, from a state, they get all kinds of breaks. I mean, we have people out in uh, Longview, okay. Washington. It sounds like you've got a. It sounds like you've got a legitimate c- concern about the, uh, you know, the connection between big corporations and the government. Would that be true? Most definitely. Right. Most okay. definitely. I have a similar. I, I have a similar concern, and I think that the reason why you have big corporations today is because of government. In point of fact, you couldn't have corporations if it weren't for the government. You know that, right? Well, you know that you cannot have that without 
unregulated government. The lack of regulations is our problem. Well, but this is this and is I the same. Say, Carol, I, this is the same thing that's always been Chris. said as long as what is it? Chris, it's Chris. Chris. Um, that's all, as long something? as there's been government is if only we could be in charge, then we would do it right. No, but you no, know what? No, I, they, don't, I don't. Think it's it been is. wait a second. It's been Republicans from 2000 to 2008 in the federal government, and what or 2006 in the federal government. What did you get? You got corruption and big spending. It was Democrats from 2008 to 2010. And what did you get? You got big government and big spending and big corruption. And I don't believe in the Democrats or the Republicans. I'm just telling you that you'll never get whoever it is that you want in charge. It is a pipe dream in order to keep you on the hamster wheel. I, I, and, 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 and to a certain extent, I agree with you on that. To a certain extent. And that is why we need change. It's why we need what a third would you party. Propose? And it's why we need the people to make it happen. Because it's the only way. How are you going to do that? How are we going to do that? Yeah. We've been doing it. We've really? been out. Uh, yeah, we have. We've changed. The, we've changed the, the conversation here, and we're not even started. How's the third part? How are the third parties going to do this year? It's not something that gets done overnight. This oh, is something that yeah. takes time to build. So another few few so generations down the road, right? Just you know. I, I certainly hope not. I, I certainly hope not. Well, I can I tell really you, do. I've been involved with third party politics before, and it's a hopeless game. Uh, the so the what's rules. Your answer? The rules what's your are rigged. Answer? My answer is to secede from the federal government, uh, get the state governments the hell out of the federal government, and then have uh, different different states compete to have uh, different options for people to move to. My, where, where my solution is to stop threatening people with uh, threats of violence in order to get you get them to do what you want. If they well, commit violence against other people, then I'm, you can... I'm involved in peaceful movements. I'm not involved cool. in Me violence. Me too, Chris. The government is not a peaceful movement. Right. The government <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is institutionalized aggression and force against peaceful people, and that's why I oppose its current form as, uh, as the state. Thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-453. Hour number two is next. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number tonight, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. You can actually control the content of the site, and that means you can go and submit different things to it. Other listeners vote on them, and you can vote as well. The most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more listeners see them, we're more likely to see them, talk about them on the air. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. Tonight, here in the studio, it's Ian. And Mark. Right back into you and your thoughts. For those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about uh, the general idea that uh, everything going on with government uh, today, as we know it, the the state, as it has been called, uh, is socialism. Whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats, it doesn't really matter. It's just two slightly different flavors of socialism. This is essentially what you were saying before, Mark? That's my claim. Yeah, and then we uh, had uh, Chris call from uh, from Wisconsin a moment ago, and she was, you know, basically suggesting that no, 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 it wasn't theft. It's not theft when the government does it. Sure, monopolies are bad, but we need government because, well, that's the way it's always been. There's roads and stuff. Yeah, 
And the suggestion uh, right at the end of her call, well, what would we do? What, what would we do differently than what is currently going on? Because she said she wanted a third party to come in there and, you know, change things out. And, of course, anybody that's ever worked in third party politics knows that's not going to happen. Uh, the system is built to protect from that. They, during the Ross Perot campaign in 1992, that guy got like 19% of the popular vote or something crazy like that, and the Republicans and Democrats said, okay, that's the last time we're going to allow that to happen, and they came up with a Commission on Presidential Debates, and they did everything they could to essentially lock down the debates and make it so nobody could get in from a third party to have their ideas but heard. nobody got in from a third party before that either, when the League of Women Voters read the debates. I mean, How did Perot get in? Well, I, 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 by in, I mean to in office. Oh, I meant in the debates. I understand uh, where you're coming getting from. Getting in office is another uh, hurdle that the third parties have to jump through, several of them. There's at least sure. 50 different hurdles in, the, in all 50 states where it's incredibly difficult for a third party to get on a ballot. Where, where politic, the way that uh, the Constitution is written, uh, whether it's on a state or, or federal level, is basically a winner-take-all situation. If you get 51% plus one of the votes, you win. So therefore, it is essentially designed to make two parties. I know George Washington said he didn't want to see two parties. I gotcha. But it doesn't matter. He participated in a system that would bring about two parties because you can't have fractionalized parties and then have the best chance of getting 50% plus one. It's just the way the game works. If you want third parties, you need to change these constitutions, which is an incredible task. Yeah, The whole thing is monumentally difficult, and essentially the deck is completely stacked. All I advocate for is, A, the government stop claiming monopoly privilege in in, in whatever it does. So if it collects the trash then it should let other people collect the trash. If it makes roads, then it should let other people make roads. And it shouldn't use any kind of unfair systems like eminent domain in order to make its roads. And then when you, it would also allow people to opt out. If right. I don't want to participate in your public school system, and I've got a four-year-old, and I'm already homeschooling him, and I have no intention of sending him to the public school system, I shouldn't be obligated to pay for the public school system. Yes, I went to the public school system in the past. My mother paid her property taxes. So did my father. Don't worry. It was all taken care of. And she's continued to live in that same county for decades since I went to that school. So don't worry. Her bill's paid. Let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Dave, listening in Portland to WGAN in Portland, Maine, that is. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? Oh, no, I just uh, wanted to comment on the last call there, you know, about big government. And, uh, I mean, obviously we need taxes for infrastructure, you know, as far as why? roads, bridges. Why, why do you have to uh, use force? Why, why if, if something's such a good idea. Force. I, I don't think we need to use force. I think we need to use it as a state like legislature versus force. I, I don't believe in big government. I believe well, in... Well, let me just slow you down real quick to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. You said we need taxes, but then you said you don't believe in force. So are you talking about well, some I form need, of tax that doesn't like, involve they, a threat? Right. Okay, okay so, so you're I'm talking about that, but I, I'm, You're I'm saying little... we need voluntary uh, contributions, not taxes, because taxes inherently involve uh, the threat of force. You're right, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so I think we need to come up with some sort of solution... Uh, as to, you know, 
maybe uh, like legalizing, like, you know, I know you guys are, you know, little advocates for marijuana, maybe even legalizing that and, and then taxation on that. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me just uh, make sure. Let me, whoa, 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 let me make sure I'm clear on this because I thought we just finished talking about taxation. So I want to make sure I didn't misunderstand you. So if, if we legalize marijuana and I want to sell marijuana and I want to sell it in a, the a, local government. I'm so, uh, okay, so if I want to sell marijuana and I'm going to open up a marijuana s- uh, shop where you can come in and buy some marijuana off the street and I want to yep. charge you, uh, you know, let's say uh, 20 bucks an ounce because it's going to be cheaper because we're going to have, uh, you it know, going to be that, but open that, that'd be the gourmet marijuana. Uh, t- so 20 bucks an ounce and you walk and uh, you walk in, you want to buy an ounce from me and I'm not going to charge you any tax because it'd be voluntary, right? Right. Okay, so so you're talking about a voluntary uh, assessment, if you will, for those who would like right. to fund these things. They wouldn't have to necessarily collect it. Well, without being forced to. Great. So as a I business said. owner, I wouldn't be forced to collect the tax. I could opt out and decide, you know, I don't like what the government people are doing. I'm not going to collect this exactly. tax. Exactly. Great. That sounds great. Yeah, exactly. Opting out. Like, as far as, like, the health plans, uh, you know, as far as, you know, uh, there's all kinds of key issues. I mean, as far as you know, big government and, and opting. As long as I can opt out, I'm totally fine with sure. whatever the plan. I, you is. know, there's lots of services the government uh, provides that I'm I'm interested in. My town, the best thing to put out fires is the local volunteer fire department where I volunteer. Yeah, volunteer, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's an incredible service that these young men and women do. To, to help their community. Most of them are. I, I think it's a, I, I, well, or older. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God yeah, bless them, right? Older, and, you know, but uh, you know, it's it's a volunteer basis. Uh, you know, not necessarily all volunteer basis, but I mean, it it, it has to do with, with with wanting to help your local community. I think that's a big part part of this. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you agree. Or, you know, no, absolutely. The more the more volunteerism that we can have, the better. But ultimately, in some areas, like you know, more urban zones, uh, it more it might make sense to have paid fire um, fire people. But in that case, you could just simply contract with uh, with uh, whatever fire agencies are. Contract. Yeah. I mean, we all have to make a living. I mean, there's no way about it. Uh, there's no way. You know, we all have to make a living, and you know. I have no problem, uh, you know. I, I have no problem going ahead and paying some amount of money every single year to make sure my house is is insured of uh, fires. And right now, if my house catches a blaze, then you know the fire uh, the fire department is not responsible for not putting out. If they don't show up in time and the whole thing burns to the ground, they they're not on the line. There's no contract between me and them. They don't have any guarantee of service. Like you know, if you call Domino's or whatever, they're going to be there in thirty minutes or less. Uh, but uh, they try to be there at. 30 minutes there's new rules but go ahead well mark i don't know if that was i mean maybe that was domino's years ago i don't know they still have the same rule today but uh, no the, i think they do well maybe do they? not well there, there was certain at sure. some point there was a other. pizza company that would do it in 30 minutes or less or else the pizza was free or something like that and that's a contract but with the the government people i don't have a contract and if they don't show up then oh well uh so it would be nice to have a contract with a fire company and have them be able to say yeah we'll be there and uh, we'll you know we'll respond with the next amount of time and uh, and of course, it could be tied in with insurance. You know, it could be a it could be an arm of the insurance company that does this fire protection. So who knows the way the marketplace would organize itself in the absence of uh, you know these various the governments that we currently Coercion. have today. Yeah, exactly. But but, but it's the insurance companies that uh, you know with lawsuits uh, of, of uh, improper claims for lawsuits that that you know that all tie into this big government. I, I feel you know you, you pay tax you, you, you 
you pay for your home, you pay for taxes, and you pay for insurance, and then you get people that are, are doing false claims, and then then it all ties into the oh, whole yeah. system to where to where you're paying a much higher premium, so uh, for which you don't deserve to pay. But how do you stop that? Uh, I mean, there is no stopping it. When you look at fraud, uh, the insurance companies are much better at ferreting out fraud than the government is. Uh, when you, you know, for instance, uh, everybody's always complains about welfare fraud, so it's one that comes up. But I mean, you know, corporate welfare and you know, now, what con- you, as far as welfare, I'm trying to cut you off. I mean, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm going through this now, where you know, I, I'm a, I have custody of my two children. But my my uh, my ex is on welfare, but she has two children. Previous uh, fire, I mean. Hold on, we can we can bring it back here in a moment, and then you can ask the full question in moments. Free talk live. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. Sea Cranes Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna Three. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the Sea Crane Company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the Sea Crane Company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi antenna at SeaCrane.com. C C R A N E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there. Archives are available. You can go all the way back to late 2006. Download as many as you like, and they are all completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Enjoy. If you're a coffee drinker, this is a great way to get the you know some of the best tasting coffee I've ever tasted in my life, which is O'Neill coffee. Um, you can they're a third generation family owned business that still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They've got more than forty different varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees, so they're bound to have something that uh, tastes good to you. And you get a really great rate. Now, you have to buy $75 or more in order to uh, skip the shipping charges, and you get a free mug when you do. All you have to do is, uh, on the special instructions, include the uh, FTL and the coupon code. You'll get the the free mug and the free shipping. And you go to coffee.freetalklive.com to do it. You won't be sorry. This is great coffee. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. All right, again, our toll-free number here, uh, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything that you want. We're having a few uh, phone difficulties, so bear with us here. Uh, but I think we still have John on, excuse me, Dave on the line uh, listening in yeah, Portland. How you doing? Dave, you're back. Uh, you were trying to get to a question or point uh, before we went there to the break, and go, uh, you didn't have enough time to get it out, so go ahead. No, no, I, just, I was just saying, uh, you know, as far as, like, uh, welfare recipients, uh, as far as drug screening and things like that, I do think that is a good idea uh, due to the fact um, that I have two children that uh, and, their, and their mother I'm not with now is is uh, receiving welfare, but I'm unable to receive child support. So, uh, you know, as far as, you know, receiving child support, I was, I, I, if someone is doing drugs, I think that is a good way to prevent fraud uh, in the welfare system uh, state to state. It sounds uh, good, but when it was implemented in Florida, it was uh, really, really. I heard about Florida. What's that? 
I heard about the Florida, yeah, yeah. I didn't, but I didn't follow what up happened? on that. It totally didn't work. They spent a lot more money reimbursing people for these drug tests because the way it worked. I bet the drug testing companies were pretty happy about the, the, it. The drug testing companies did fine. Oh, um, however, everybody else yeah. got, got the shaft because, you know, what seems fair is that they're going to drug test them. They have to pay for the drug test if they fail, but if they don't fail, then the, the state re- reimburses them. And the state spent far more money reimbursing people for drug tests than it saved in, uh, you know, these in not paying people uh, because they they failed. Oh, so it overall it didn't help. Yeah, yeah it so didn't. It didn't that fix was, the problem. That's kind of one of my questions, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anything well, no, else on your mind, you gentlemen? Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, uh, Dave. Eight five five four fifty free. Again, one eight five five four five zero. Three seven three three. Mark, can you comment on uh, welfare for a quick moment here? I've got well, some technical when the, problems. Um, you know, when we're talking about uh, you know, these, these fraud situations, uh, he was comparing insurance fraud to welfare fraud, and people will complain about welfare fraud, um, and you know, no doubt. Now, frankly, when I look at the amount of money that the federal government spends on welfare compared to the amount of money it spends on all kinds of other things, I am unimpressed. But nobody likes somebody who's gaming the system. It really it. Uh, messes it up for everybody the people who need the the help whatever help kind of help they need um you know messes it up for them and that kind of thing and compared to insurance companies insurance companies have managed to do pretty well in investigating fraud and they find that in 25 percent of cases that they find that uh, fraud exists in an insurance claim and i guess they're able to prove that mm-hmm. so uh, you know i one makes one wonder when one looks at uh, programs like welfare and, and i think that the the corruption goes much deeper when you're talking about subsidies for business but when you're looking at programs like welfare, I would suspect that the numbers are even higher than insurance companies, which are pretty good at ferreting out fraud. Right. So corporate welfare gets big payouts, obviously bigger payouts than little people welfare. But either way, you still have problems. Uh, and of course, I think, yeah, corporate corporate welfare by its nature is inherently corrupt. And then, of course, the welfare system obviously has people that are taking advantage of it. But if we didn't have uh, the coercive system when it comes to welfare, we could have a system of mutual aid societies and charities helping out people that actually need help. And then you'd actually have people who are volunteers in a lot of cases who are paying attention to the folks that are looking for assistance. You know, you come to a private charity and looking for you're looking for assistance, they're going to want to make sure that you're actually looking for a job. They're going to make sure that your story is true, that you know your, your loved one is in the hospital, that uh, you know whatever your, your circumstances are, somebody's going to check on that because they don't have an endless bank account to which they can turn, known as the taxpayer, uh, to you know fleece for a bunch of money. These private charities and other groups that are helping folks on a voluntary, consensual basis are doing it, they're doing the best they can because they know they have to present uh, a product to the world and they have to be responsible for the choices that they make. Otherwise, their donors are going to come back and say next year, well, I don't think you did a very good job this time around. I'm, going to, I'm not going to give you as much as I did before or any at all. And they're also participating in a world where half of every of most people's uh, paychecks are eaten up by taxes and pointless regulations that the government, uh, you know, governments of all levels and all types institute upon their, I'm using quotation marks, citizens. I actually mean serfs. Um, you know, so there would be a lot more money in a world where that you don't have this top-down hierarchical organization claiming monopoly privilege over the use of violence in a given land mass, there would be a lot more money because states 
people that aren't that they are fundamentally foundationally not responsible for their actions you cannot sue governmental people for the things that they do Mm -hmm. they have sovereign immunity limited um, immunity and they have all different kinds of immunity from you doing anything and not to mention that when they defend themselves in court they're using your money to do it let's go to you and your thoughts tom listening to ksis in sedalia Missouri. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Thank you, sir. Uh, referring back to the uh, statement, sir, the, the, the earlier, what you said on the program about mm-hmm. the uh, system being pretty much two-party, regardless of socialism, regardless of whether you favor one or the other uh, big parties, uh, it was fixed so that no one could get in. I was curious how Jesse Ventura got in, and the other part of the question might be, the, with the voting machines now, electronics, debolt, and so forth and so on, how's the individual, if they don't go back to a hand counting where you can sit down face-to-face with the opponent that you uh, disagree with, but you're not trying to be corrupt or count a vote crooked, you'll count them together and get a good count. I, I, well, I guess I'm already made my statement. I don't think too much of the electronic machines. Yeah, why well, that? But anyway, that... how did Jesse get in? Could you talk about that? Good, good point. Uh, down, I think it was. Now you've studied this situation with uh, Jesse Ventura because you were really into third party politics at the time. Right? It was a huge success. I mean, uh, Jesse Ventura's campaign was Minnesota, I believe. Uh, was it was a huge success, and yeah. it was really unusual because of that. Like a lot of people in the third party world were very, very excited about that. Um, I, I have to say that I don't know exactly what the ballot access rules are in Minnesota, but I know that uh, he was involved with. Was it the Independent Party? I think it was Reform Party. Was it the Reform Party? Well, at some point or another, he got involved in the Reform Party. I wouldn't say, Mark, that I've studied it. I was certainly paying attention to it back when it happened. It was like a decade ago uh, at this point. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, they managed to get him on the ballot. And the real win for Jesse Ventura was that he got into the debates. But again, we're talking about a state government office. Also, he has huge name recognition. Right. There's that that helps as well. We're also talking about a state government office, which is a little bit more of an attainable uh, situation than a federal government office. We can come back with more, though, in a moment here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I am being told, Mark, he was independent. More coming up. You take control. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. We've got a lot of stuff, and it's all free, including our bulletin board system, where you can go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, like the rest of our website. Now, coming up here in about two weeks from tonight, not quite two weeks, just over, but it's coming up fast, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Free Talk Live going to be broadcasting live 
every single night, plus one. Mark, you and Stephanie are going out for a live Sunday <laughs> edition uh, before the Porcupine Freedom Festival even officially kicks off on Monday the 18th. So That's it's ju- it's June 18th through the 24th. It's an entire week of fun in the woods with liberty-minded friends and soon-to-be friends, people that you could very easily become uh, friends with. There's a lot of good people out there and a lot of interesting people to meet, interesting stories to tell and discussions to be had. Lots of fun stuff to do as well. Of course, you know, your, your inevitable campsite kind of activities like campfires and cookouts and things like that, uh, but also musical performances. Uh, there's going to be a karaoke night. There's going to be uh, you know a number of different panel discussions and speeches. Uh, lots, so much going on. In fact, there's more even than you'll see on the official schedule over at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. That's because the official schedule doesn't list impromptu gatherings. It doesn't list uh, the Alternatives Expo that's going to be going on. It certainly doesn't list all of the, the wonderful food uh, that will be available and that will be being served without government permission. Uh, it's just an amazing time. Go to Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. It's not too late to get registered for 35 bucks for the entire week. And on top of that, you know, you're going to have to pay for your campsite, but that's not very expensive, especially if you split the cost with other campers. So go to Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We'll look forward to seeing you there because Free Talk Live's there all week long. As we continue here, we'll take your calls about what you want. Uh, did, you know, did we, by the way, uh, answer the welfare question fully? Tom dropped off yes. the line there. Okay, so let's continue here and go to Chris listening in northern Indiana. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Do we have Chris? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight, Chris? Well, me, Chris, the anti-ebook, organic gardening, Ron Paul-supporting constitutionalist from FEMA Region 5. Welcome, Love the sir. show, guys. I wanted to make a little um, comment about the taxation caller a few callers ago. Now, they, they need to look up Daniel Webster, who had a quote, the power to tax is the power to destroy. And you know, indeed. all these... Go ahead. I said, indeed, and uh, Chairman Mao said political power grows from the barrel of a gun. Oh, yeah. The power of tax is just the power to put a gun to your head, and if you don't pay, you're going to jail, or we're going to kill you. That's Pretty really much. what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. Basically, and uh, you got the Federal Reserve, a.k.a. income tax, that wasn't even implemented until World War II. Property tax didn't exist until about 60 years ago. The... Uh, Elimination of Glass-Eagle back in the late 90s. I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, power tax really is a power to destroy, and we've been seeing it the past decade. And um, it's just ridiculous. But th- this is what I wanted to call in about. Um, there's this movie I wanted to bring attention to. I, I have nothing to do with the making of it. I'm not plugging it or anything. But it's very good at portraying how the drug war fuels crime. And I know you two know that, and your listeners, everybody. But it's called Choices. It's by this rap group called Three Six Mafia, and it's actually pretty decent acting. But it's such a good display of how parole officers and detectives and everybody is using the drug war to just fuel all of the crime. And I just wanted to bring that. I, I think you guys would really enjoy it. It's a very good movie. Is it? And it's a fictional film. It's not a true story, no. But it's a very good film about how a guy gets out of jail and he's on a parole gets assigned to a parole officer, and the parole officer assigns him a job at this fast food restaurant, and he's in cahoots with the manager at the restaurant, and the manager comes up to him like three months later and says, hey, uh, the the money in the registers on the cash drops aren't being 
there's like shortages in the cash drop. So they happen on the ships that you work, so you're fired. And then so he goes back to the parole officer and the parole officer is basically demanding him like 150 bucks a month or else he's going to get thrown back into jail. And it makes him go out and commit crimes to get the money to pay the parole yeah. officer. You know, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's a very good story. The I whole system guys, is whacked and the parole and uh, the probation system is crazy and it's designed to bring people back into the jail cells. It's really sick. Seems that way at times. And it was called Choices, you said? Called Choices, yep. Choices. And, um, you're not going to find the DVD at Best Buy or anything. You can probably order it online off eBay or something, but it's, I mean, it's it's not like, uh, it's a B-movie. You can get the DVD in a real version. It's not like bootleg or is, is it on Netflix? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm not a member of Netflix. Um, a lot of a lot of movies are on Netflix, which is usually makes them really convenient to uh, to watch, especially the more independent stuff. Which uh, thank you by the way for the recommendation, Chris. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Eight five five four fifty free is a toll free number. Actually, was uh, talk, I sent an email to Netflix uh, recently asking about what's the process to get something on Netflix because I thought it would be cool to have Derek J's victimless crime spree uh, up on Netflix. That's a movie that you've basically been producing. Correct. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never produced a, a real uh, feature-length film before, Mark. Executive produ- production. Executive producer, yeah. correct. And uh, that, that means the guy with the cash, right? <laughs> it, it really does mean that, but uh, in this case, it's not much cash. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Um, Bo Davis, our editor, has been doing an, an amazing job and doing it for very, very little uh, money. And you can see the trailer actually over at victimlesscrimespree.com. But Netflix's response to me was kind of surprising. Their response was like, yeah, we're not looking for content right now. Really? You, you just got enough? You're just doing fine, uh, Netflix? You don't, don't need any more movies? In don't your... need any free stuff for people to get subscriptions to? I mean, you know, you, you right. don't care whether you know, they sell the no. you know, viewing of it or not. No, I don't want it to be sold. I want people to be able to see uh, see the film. Oh, so you do care. Okay. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't I, apparently, they, apparently that's how they feel. And so, anyway, that was where I that was my uh, encounter with Netflix. I'll try them again, I guess, in a few months and see what happens. You can just put it put it up on put it up online and let people watch. it. Oh, I plan on it, but I mean, it makes sense to put it in different venues. Sure, right? get it in as many as you want as yeah. you can. So, uh, victimlesscrimespree.com. The trailer came out late last night. Uh, you can go and see it. Mark, you said your wife saw it. She liked it. Yeah. Indeed, I you know I I usually use her as the arbiter of what's normal, um, and you know she she said you liked it. Cool. All right, so eight five five four fifty free toll free number. Let's go to your calls, Mike, listening in Phoenix. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. But just a, just quickly, uh, I think about a couple of callers ago, um, one of you, or perhaps it was the caller herself, that had mentioned about the uh, robber barons and stuff like that. Actually, the things that have been said about the robber barons are actually a myth. Um, and uh, Burton Folsom wrote a very interesting book, and a very good book, as a matter of fact, on that particular subject called The Myth of the Robber Barons. Well, the, uh, some of the things, about, many of the yeah. things that happened that they're attributed to the, the robber barons are things that happened. But yeah. they're not necessarily the way things are done. And in fact, the, the spread of the railroads in the United States are a really great example of how private roads could go about because they right. didn't have eminent domain. They just made right. offers to landowners and got to, you know, use on right of way on their land and, and paid for that and created roads for trains. We call them tracks uh, all over yeah. the United States without coercion. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah, he even pointed this out, though. He made it an example of uh, one of the uh, two particular uh, railroad uh, own, railroad owners, one who, one who went. 
Hello. How awful you know, the, the roads, the, the tracks, in other words, and how the system was actually built. Because, you know, again, it was just very poorly done because, uh, you know, he just kept trying to loot the uh, system for the money rather right. than actually do his job. And the government obviously didn't do very, very much oversight, as opposed to this other gentleman who um, did a railroad uh, um, system or railroad uh, track a little further north, probably around like Minnesota or something, and he did it all with it, you know, with his own money and with investors and stuff, and it came out beautifully. It was one of the best uh, uh, railroads built at that time. Yep, and it's so. just it goes to show how government money perverts the incentives in the marketplace and causes substandard, uh, you know, sub- substandard work to be done. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Yep. Appreciate your Thanks. thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-3733, live Saturday edition. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And there are different ways for you to support Free Talk Live. Uh, One of them is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. And you can send us 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board with this program, thereby exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. And if that's valuable to you, plus you'll get perks, uh, you can help us out over at amp.freetalklive.com. The perks include our access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, the AMP-only forum. Get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. And thank you uh, to everybody who amped. Uh, I mean, everybody who's ever amped, thank you uh, to you. But this last week was actually pretty good uh, for the Free Talk Live AMP program, despite losing a couple, as we normally do. We you know, gain some, lose some. We actually gained more than uh, than we lost this week. <laughs> that's was, good news. It's always nice. So, In this economy, that's excellent you know, news. When that happens. So thanks to everybody who came on board. Uh, lots of new people, of course, at the $3 level. Level and some also uh, super generous folks came in at uh, five and ten bucks. Uh, so that's always appreciated because it makes a big difference for us. It'll be, by the way, paying for us to go to the talk radio seminar, or the uh, rather new media seminar coming up in uh, a week from actually. By this time next week, we'll be back from it, actually. It used to be that it took away our Friday and Saturday when we went, but they moved it to a midweek kind of an event uh, this year. So uh, the lovely Stephanie will be coming in to sit in for us on Wednesday and Thursday nights next week. And that's because our Free Talk Live amplifiers are paying for us to go to New York City and schmooze it up with the radio industry bigwigs. Yeah, the rub elbows with the, the other talk show hosts out there. I'm not here to rub elbows with talk show hosts. No. It's the industry uh, bigwigs that I'm interested in talking to. Mark. Agreed, but I think it's interesting to... To see them like I always put. Oh, there's Tom Hartman. Oh, there's Sean Hannity. Oh, right. You know, I mean, you know. <laughs> they're there. Oh, there went Rush Limbaugh surrounded by his uh, bodyguards. And oh, there he go. Now he's leaving. <laughs> yeah, that only happened a few years ago. He hasn't been back since. He's been twice. Yeah, that uh, we've been there. 
twice. Was it twice to the same? I don't. I, look, I don't know the names. We've I think been he to... went to one of the uh, different. He went to a different conference, and then well, whatever. So we're going, and it's thanks to the Free Talk Live listeners. Thanks to the, those of you who become amplifiers. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com. And another way that you can help the show is by uh, throwing something in the Bitcoin tip jar at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. But you got to have bitcoins in order to do that first. And how do you do that? Well, first you have to know what bitcoins are, and bitcoins are a form of internet currency. They're like digital cash. Um, you can send and receive them without paying any fees, unlike all the other services out there. Um, they aren't controlled by any governmental agency. In fact, they're not uncrackable. Uh, what you know, Governments basically claim banks as their own, as, as subsidiaries of themselves. Not so with bitcoins. They're decentralized and peer-to-peer. They can't be cracked. The government can't do anything about them. Is all you can do. You, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you can send and receive them uh, you know, <laughs> completely without their control. Go see more at weusecoins.org. It's a great minute and a half video. Teach you all about bitcoins, or at least the basics. And if you want to get some bitcoins, you can go to bitinstant.com. You can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. All right, let's continue here with you and your thoughts. Go to David listening to WGMD on the FM Band in Delaware. Hey, David. Uh, hi, how are you this evening? Just super. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I just wanted to mention one thing. You were talking about different uh, people, and certain people called up, called in about certain robber barons and so forth. I have a different take on this, uh, people. Uh, there is a person called Milton Hershey. He was the founder of the Hershey Chocolate Company mm-hmm. in the late 1890s. And uh, he and his wife, Kitty, never had any children. He and his wife, Kitty, never had any children, but they established a school in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which today still exists. Right. That was established in 1909. Mr. Hershey willed his entire fortune, his entire fortune to that school, and it was designed to serve, at that time, orphan boys. Yep. Since that time, it has been expanded to include uh, boys and girls, not only orphan boys and girls, but what might be called economic or social orphans as well. The children aged 4 to 15 can attend the school, can, can be admitted to the school from kindergarten through uh, graduation. They pay no money for this school. They get their, all their food, their clothing, their education, uh, their housing, everything that's needed, everything that's needed. And he willed his entire fortune to this school. Hmm. He did not take it with him. He and his wife, Kitty, uh, who was a beautiful person, by the way, never, never, ever had any children. But he was a man of vision. He established the school, and today the the, uh, uh, the school owns about 51 or 52 percent of the uh, Hershey Chocolate Corporation wow. and other associated interests. What's the school and called? The, What's its name? Milton Hershey School. M H S. I feel like we've heard about this before. Yeah. I don't know if it was yes. you who called about it in the past, but maybe uh, I did. Yes, that's yes. A, that's an I amazing was a story. At that school, because my parents died when I was age fourteen, both of them. Sorry, and uh, fortunately, I was able to be a student there. And uh, this is an example of American enterprise and American capitalism and American profits doing what is the best. Yeah, and all Today, you have to do. To, all you have to do is listen to uh, you know NPR or uh, you know take a look at public television. You'll see all kinds of foundations set up by I all kinds of. I don't do that. No, 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 no. Milton Hershey is a different 
uh, organization. Sure, I, I, just, I don't even listen to NPR. In, indeed, but you know, you'll find that there are foundations out there that are set up for the you know the in, in, in the intention is creating public good. There is all they're doing is uh, you know helping people out and and you know yeah. it, it shows what wealthy people are mostly willing to do with their money. The fact that they don't want to give it to the government to be spent poorly, misallocated, and uh, used in you know irresponsible fashions doesn't make well, them remember. greedy. Remember that this was done before 1913 when the income tax was uh, structured. Right. So that he did this before the income tax was even invented or whatever. All I wanted to say is that this person was an outstanding individual. The foundation, the, the school is uh, has a uh, value right now, of, of, of an endowment rather, of about $500 million, maybe even more, $500 million dollars. The enrollment there is about 1,200 to 1,300 students. Um, Anyone can go there. All you need to do is uh, file an application. There is no charge to attend the school. Again, they provide all their clothing. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. I even got a scholarship from the school to attend college. Wow, that is incredible. Outstanding. Whenever you eat a Hershey bar or have some chocolate or or bake some chocolate uh, cookies or something like that, from Hershey's Chocolate. Remember that this is going to a good cause. Neat, David. That- Great story, and I thank you for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, of course, bring up anything that you want. I feel like he's called before with yeah. a similar similar it's, story. It's, it's, it's an interesting story, it's, and as I understand, it's one of the few orphanages you know, by the official name left in the United States. It's uh, it is a great story about how one man can make a difference. Uh, somebody who has uh, you know the intention to help other folks uh, can put his profits to use because a lot of people will uh, besmirch profits. You you make profits, right? That's well, terrible. And it's under it, it, to some extent it's kind of understandable how they feel because there's two ways that businesses and corporations make money. A they provide people with things that they want, things that they value more mm-hmm. than the money that they spend on them. They interact in a voluntary situation because, look, if a hamburger place is offering a hamburger at more than I'm willing to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it, and no involuntary actions have occurred. However, if that hamburger place is getting, oh, I don't know, the the you know the government's coming in and and giving them subsidies in order to you know be in that uh, land and you know giving them all kinds of tax perks and things like this, big business is a much better lobby than you are with the federal government yeah. and state governments. So they're going to get many more perks than you're going to get. So when businesses make money that way by excluding small businesses, their competition from growing up, you know, they squash them like weeds before they ever get a chance to get up. Which is the real purpose of regulations, by the way, is, often, to, is to crush the little guy. Often that is the case. And so, you know, I mean, this is there's two different ways. And I understand when big businesses use their, their money and power as influence in order to, to crush innovation in the marketplace. Yeah, I don't like that. We had a caller earlier, I think it was the last, the lady at the very end of the, I think it was Chris, the very end of the first hour, who was talking about how we need more regulations to, you know, change things. But the reality of regulations is they are in the pocket of these big businesses, in many cases written by the very businesses they purport to regulate. I'm certain if I could write all the regulations that I would only write the good regulations. Everybody will agree that there are bad regulations out there. But I'm certain that if I could get my pen out and I you could would do, end but up the writing- fact is that every single time – 
you know, it, these things have to be voted on by 535 people. And, you no, know, that's, on the not, federal that's level. not true. Regulations can be uh, put into play just by the regulatory agencies in most places. Yeah, that's true, too. The, the, uh, but they, but the, so if those agencies were implemented and now have, you know, the, they just do whatever they want. Right. Uh, so if you were like a regulator at the FCC, Mark, you might write a regulation that forces all radio stations to air free talk live, which, you know, would be very unliberty minded of you. But then again, you wouldn't be, be great for FCC. business. You wouldn't be in the FCC if you actually had a liberty mindset. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll free line. Hour three's next. You take control. Free talk live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number here tonight is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com, and you can actually control the content of the site. Uh, You find something online you think you want to share with our listeners, do it over at freetalklive.com, and then the other listeners will vote, and you get to vote as well. And the most voted up, make it to the front page in the top of the site. It's essentially a social bookmarking site that serves as a nice uh, source of show prep for us here on Free Talk Live. So I appreciate everybody taking the time to uh, to put their two cents in, so to speak, over at freetalklive.com. We're going to just jump right into your phone calls here in hour number three of the live Saturday show. Let's go to Larry listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hey, Larry. Okay, um, good evening, gentlemen. And I, what I have to say is that um, I want to know why we have to pay billions of dollars to various nations, for example, Turkey, that is sitting right there watching this horrendous barbarity take place where these individuals linked to Assad go there and cut the throats of children. Well, Turkey's- what kind of animal from hell could do that? I don't know. Well, Turkey has taken in more than 100,000 refugees, as I understand, from uh, Syria. Not to say that, uh, you know, I don't know how many more they could take in, but they're doing far more than most countries. They they are part of NATO. They have Abrams tanks. They could say, we're going to make a run for Damascus. America, bring up the A-10s and support us. And we could do this operation. How's that gone in Libya? How did it go in Libya? Well, I'm glad to see Gaddafi get his. Well, indeed, but I mean, you know, there's uh, now now organization. You know, as I understand it, there are people that uh, have been in this Al Qaeda organization that are in p- positions of leadership in Libya, and that could result. <laughs> wait a second, that could result in something bad in the future, just as the governmental aid to Iraq um, in the past resulted in what we had uh, with Saddam Hussein and the, the and the aid to the Mujahideen in the 80s uh, against 
against the Russians resulted in Al Qaeda. Now, I think that I the biggest he's listening to you. No, I, I know he's not listening to me, but somebody is, right? Um, so explain by in silence why children get their throat cut. Okay, I agree <laughs> with you about. That you know, it's it's awful what's happening over there. I agree with you. I just don't necessarily think that military force is the answer. We pay for NATO. We pay for the Turks to have our Abrams tanks use them. Yeah. Well, look. The point that I'm trying to make here is, and if you would have been listening to me, is that that's what happened with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan. That's what happened with Iraq, and that's what happened, uh, you know, in Libya. You're going to find backlash. You're going to find when you arm these folks that you know things aren't going to turn out like you hoped. Remember, the Iraqis didn't exactly throw flowers at us. I agree with that, but that's a different situation. Oh, yeah. And well, this is, you, and work this time, Mark. And you know, as some guy calling from, I don't know, Poughkeepsie. He's uh, in South Carolina. In South Carolina, you know what the uh, the consequences are of using M1 Abrams tanks, M1A1 Abrams tanks, in order to go into uh, Syria, right? I certainly do. I think they can blow those Russian tanks away. And go away <laughs> It'll be and fun to watch things go kablooey. <laughs> Larry, uh, you know, force has unintended consequences, and one of those consequences is that uh, violence tends to get more violence. I don't think there's any easy answer to the situation, but one of my concerns is that people like you who are advocating for the use of force, uh, you want to steal money from people in order to, to uh, generally you do. Do you want to take my money? They're taking our money already. They've already They're taken it. That's true. They're not, they're not doing the other end of the deal. They're saying, we're taking your money to give it to NATO to protect these people, and then they take our money, and then, then they don't do the protection. What about that part? I get you. That's, that's got to be frustrating. But I don't want my money to be taken in the first place. Would I be free in Larry's, uh, you know, your vision of uh, how things should be? Would I be free to not contribute to your uh, little enterprise? Larry? Uh, it doesn't matter about what I think. They already are taking the damn That much is true. Thanks, Larry, for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. However, I object to it, and I will do everything I can uh, to avoid them taking my money. They're not taking as much as they could. Let's go to Jerry listening to WRNN in North Carolina, apparently. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, how you guys are doing tonight? Hey, you're listening out of uh, Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Go ahead with your thoughts. Last time in North Carolina, list uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, WRNN, and Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like the way you guys think. You know, I'm all with you. Uh, I believe you mentioned uh, a while ago something about intimate domain. I hope I'm pronouncing that it's, right. It's <laughs> eminent. Yeah, eminent. Eminent. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 anyway, I'd like to kind of express my opinion on that. Sure. Uh, I'm kind of a total believer in freedom myself, as far as I was concerned. Of course, I am a total believer in total freedom. and. Uh, I don't know. I I, I heard that uh, in years past, whenever they did put in the highway system, that they actually shot people and drug them all through land, you know, to be able to put the system in. Uh, do you I, have any information I, I don't know. That I, I'm it certain, wouldn't surprise me. certain that they have shot people and drugged them off their land in order to implement uh, eminent domain in the past, and most of the yeah. times that they do that, it tends to be for roads. So I I wouldn't disagree. I don't know the story that you're talking stories that you're talking about I, officially. I've heard that. I don't I don't know for sure, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, eminent domain in Latin means uh, uh, supreme lordship. You know, we know about Latin. The lawyers use that to keep us confused. 
I heard y'all talking about that one night. You know, right, and that's them exerting their the proof. It's the proof that they truly are your Lord. It's in- interesting that you bring that Absolutely. definition up because I, that's. I, I did a little research for our college, you know, and it, it means supreme uh, leader, uh, intimate domain. But uh, my comment is, I don't know. I guess some of those people out there that's listening in aren't going to agree with me, and frankly, I really don't care. But. Uh, Next time you get out on the road, you ride down the road in the interstate, it's a nice, beautiful day, you know, and you're enjoying your trip, you know, the freedom of driving down the road and everything. Just think that maybe right where you're at, somebody might have died or whatever, you know, was drug off their property, you know. Kind of, kind of takes the fun out of it, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I, my opinion is that I think that if I went somewhere, I mean, like I said, there's people out there going to disagree with me, and I don't care. But I think if you had to, going down the interstate, you had to take a hard right here because this guy didn't want to sell his land. I think we'd probably live in a lot freer country. You know? I think you're right about that. You know, yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. However, um, I would like to point out that there's something called like auction theory, and there, admittedly, the shortest distance between two uh, points is a straight line. However, I don't. I think that anybody who's been on the interstate system knows already that they don't do, go take a straight line. They take. Because these kind of curvy lines. Now, I don't know whether they're doing it because of reasons of t- topography or because, oh, well, somebody we want to get a payoff is uh, is over here, so we'll head over that way. Um, I'm not exactly certain what uh, what makes the, you know, what made every interstate go the way that it went. But if in the same way that uh, the railroad magnets in uh, a century ago were able to put their railroads down without eminent domain in most cases, is the same way that you could put down roads and, uh, you know, across people's lands. You just make them offers. Different people in different area would get you know offers and when you know the person the, the the organization putting down the road decided okay this this route makes the most sense that's the one they'd take that when you have two or three different competing routes you don't have that situation of the one guy sitting there ruining it for everybody oh well there won't be a road here because well you know so. george won't sell well you could just there's different routes that could be taken well, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that, but I guess you're probably right as far as that's concerned. But well, that's what I you would do in a world where the government wasn't stealing property from people, where they yeah. couldn't make you the offer that you can't refuse. In this case, you would be able to refuse an offer and keep your property well, right where it was. Some people just don't want to re- relocate. They were born there. I yeah, think sure. it was a Walton's uh, show about this one time. Remember the Walton's was on TV, you know? Uh, yeah. And they didn't want to uh, sell their land and, you know, they ended up shooting one of them or whatever. But there was actually an episode on that, but like I said, I just, uh, kind of, to me, kind of takes the glory out of riding down the open highway. I you heard you, Jerry, and I appreciate your call and your thoughts Mr. tonight. Ryan. Thank you for it. 855-450-FREE, and you should be free to say no and stay put. That's what freedom is, the freedom to say no thank you. That's right, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live, Live Saturday edition. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. is Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you to bring up what you want on this live Saturday edition, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. What is 
SACL CAI. They're the company that uh, sponsors our phone lines. Uh, the principal over there, Jason And Osborne. so much more. Yes, yeah, so much more. Jason Osborne, uh, you know, he's a big supporter of Liberty, big supporter of Free Talk Live. And he has, uh, SACL, he has, you know, he and SACL CAI have uh, been supporting Free Talk Live uh, for a very long time. He'd like to remind you to share Free Talk Live, uh, you know, the recorded version that you can get at uh, freetalklive.com for free. Share it on your Facebook, your Twitter with other folks. That way, uh, the message of liberty is spread far and wide. Um, and you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL's C-A-I. Their banner is at the top of the right-hand side of the page. And you'll be able to meet Jason Osborne uh, in person at the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival. Indeed. He and his wife are uh, basically putting it together. He is definitely a mainstay of the event. I think he's been attending as certainly as long as about as long as we have, right? I'd say that's the case, yeah. yeah. So uh, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. We continue with your calls about what you want. Patrick is on the line listening to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk tonight. Hey, Patrick. Hey, uh, one of the ways our government gets us to go into war is to uh, say that there's atrocities going on against children, mm. and there may well be, but just because a hundred children had their uh, throats slit doesn't mean that we have to send our military over there to kill a hundred thousand children with our helicopter gunships. Yep. No or, doubt. And this know, is that, that's another great example. Is uh, you know during the Saddam Hussein uh, situation, there were all kinds of atrocities that were going on over there. No doubt, but. Let's consider that according to the State Department's own numbers uh, from the WikiLeaks documents, they won't tell you this, there are more than 100,000 non-military combatant deaths during the uh, the, occupa- the war and occupation well, of Iraq. You're talking about just for the war, but don't forget all the people that died as a result of the sanctions placed on Iraq as well. I mean, there, I believe it was a probably. God, was it 500,000 people or was it 500,000 children? I don't remember the, the, the exact number, but there were a lot of people who perished because they couldn't get food. They couldn't get things. because Saddam what, was continuing to eat, though. Of course. And he's all doing the babies fine. in the incubator. Don't forget the babies in the incubators that we were warned about. That's one of the reasons we had to invade there. Yeah. Wasn't that story just nonsense? Wasn't that just like completely made up? It's all a lie. You've got to check out the, what they tell us, because I don't believe anything. It might be the CIA killing those baby uh, little children over there. Mm. Now, I, I, I would know. hate to think that that's the case, but I do know that they'll use all kinds of stories to get what they want. Um, you were talked about the, uh, the the rape rooms from... Uh, Khufu and Nunu or whatever the, the names of uh, Saddam's <laughs> kids were. I don't know what they were. Yeah. Kufi, I think. Uh, yeah, day, a new day. Uh, we never got pictures of these rape rooms. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Great Thanks point tonight, great Patrick. Show. I appreciate hearing from you. Good thoughts, because he's absolutely right. Uh, you know, they, they will gin up excuses to go to war, they, just like they gin up uh, the terrorism around here. Right. Uh, With the Gulf of Tonkin incident, it's actually been proven, documented, that, uh, documented that the uh, the situation, that was the situation in um, Vietnam. Vietnam. And, you know, there's a lot of good arguments. Uh, the McCullough, uh, McCullum? The McCullum uh, memo with World War II and mm-hmm. the... Uh, you know, Japan, you know, that uh, the situ- basically it, it, it was eight points, I think, that uh, essentially outlined how to get Japan to attack. initiate an attack. And that's what the you know, that's what the government wanted. And because well, they knew that if it, if they could get Japan, they sort of manipulate them into attacking, that it would ba- make them the bad guy and they would have the excuse to go to the war that they wanted to, to go to. And at, at the very least, we know that document was seen by uh, by Roosevelt and we went to war. That's all. Uh, that's all we know. Well, I didn't go to war, but the uh, the U.S. federal government did. They certainly did. 
Uh, so 855-450-FREE. But I think that uh, he brings up an excellent point, and that is to beware of what these government guys are telling you. They've lied and lied and lied again. Why would you believe them this time around? Why would you believe them any time that they're talking to you? Everybody knows politicians lie. What, you think the generals in the military don't? You think you think it's only the politicians that tell lies, and it's like all ask the other? anybody in the military that that you know to be able to get to be a general, one must be a politician. No doubt. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's continue here. Chris, listening in Cincinnati via our studio cam at cam.freetalklive.com. Hey, Chris. Uh, hi, Ian. Mark. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was wondering if you guys are prepared for the coming zombie apocalypse. Oh, I, hear, I hear it's moving up the East Coast. We've been getting uh, calls about this every night for the last three nights. <laughs> it's fun stuff. I mean, you know. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it, well, it's, you know, the, the stories are, are, are horrifying, no doubt, but I suspect these stories are going on all the time. They just don't make yeah. the news. Oh, I'm sure. But, I want uh, I want them to put together all the beheading stories and create a, a Highlander, a Highlander uh, you know, sort of uh, meme behind it. Right. <laughs> there well, can there be can only, only be one. one right? Say what, Chris? There can only be one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you see a beheading story, just look on the news for beheading story, and you'll find them. They're all over the place. Are there people well, who are taking this seriously, this, uh, this well, zombie apocalypse yes. meme? Mm-hmm. That's the quickening, though. That's completely different from a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, are there people that are taking this seriously, or is it just kind of a, a meme that the, the news media has come up with to promote these stories? Uh, how, could, how serious can you really be about a zombie apocalypse, I have to say? I would imagine you could be dead serious about a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, I suppose so. <laughs> I don't think most people are holed up in their basement with their shotguns right yet. Probably not. I didn't expect most people to be at that point. I'm just wondering, are there people? It's a compelling news uh, segment. I've, I've got to say that I'm very interested. When I read the news story, and I, I actually, when I read the, t- the headline of the news story, because I wouldn't waste my Which time one? clicking through there have been it, a few of them. regarding the, uh, apparently a woman snatches up a baby and began chewing on its arm, uh, tried to rip the arm off and uh, chew on the arm. I mean, it's a, it's a horrifying story. Now, not enough, not horrifying oh, I, enough for me to click through and, and go check it out, but crazy. I haven't... I haven't heard anything about the arm chewer. I heard about the intestine thrower. Yeah, that's that. Uh, and we got, we you've got, got the to be upset. And the heart eater. You've got to be very, very, very upset with somebody to throw their, your intestines at them. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> now I don't. I, I don't know if these are voodoo zombies or uh, or uh, uh, disease zombies, but I've heard stories are... about salt zombies, and I think that's new. salt zombies. Yeah, I'm not familiar, familiar with salt yeah. zombies. They sound like disease zombies to me, a la uh, Re- Resident Evil. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've heard bath salt zombies. That's, ah, that's, yes, bath that's salt the word zombies. On the street. Gotcha. Yeah, I would stay away from the uh, the bath salts. Uh, that, I think that's probably the most useful. Uh, th- I think piece <laughs> that can come out of all that this. is good advice. Uh, they're really untested, dangerous. Uh, it's kind of an un- unknown world of uh, drug use. And I know there was a there was a young lady that some associates of mine. Uh, no, here in town, who tried some bath salts recently, and after that, after uh, trying them, she was unable to speak in the way that she had previously been able to speak. Now, hopefully, it will wear off over time. But I mean, even after she'd come down from the bath salt high, she was still unable to, uh, I guess, express herself in a way that was. She she was able to talk, but her voice she sounded, sounded like she had a stroke. Right, yeah. There you go. Her voice sounded very different in a very negative fashion for her. So you never know what you're getting into out there, and that's probably the best advice from this whole zombie bath salt Kids, situation. Don't do the bath salts. There you go. Don't Chris. do the bath salts, so you'll be a zombie. Any well, possibly. Uh, anything <laughs> else on your mind tonight, Chris? 
Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Love you guys' show. Thanks. I wish you were on uh, the radio out here. but uh, well, call, call your local talk radio stations and uh, talk to the program directors and ask them real nicely to add Free Talk Live. You've got some, you've got some great stations there in Cincinnati. WLW in there, I think. Uh, some, oh, yeah, WLW. Yeah, Absolutely. So we would love to be on that station. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. I've never heard a station plug their uh, their call letters as much as WLW does. It's a monster station. It's yep. like the nation station or something like that. They, they go pretty far at night, from what I understand. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com features like our news updates. Go and get signed up. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. That again is news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for free. And you can get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. You can do it for the back of your car with libertystickers.com. This is the place to go for sayings of a, of a liberty nature. They're uh, pity, witty, pithy, witty. Just go take a look. They've got hundreds and hundreds of them to scroll through and take a look at. And uh, they're well worth the, uh, the time you might spend on them. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. It's libertystickers.com. They can also make custom stickers for your church, business, band, whatever you want. Libertystickers.com. Also, bulk buys if you've got a retail outlet or perhaps a booth at a gun show or a flea market libertystickers.com all right so 855-450-FREE by the way we'll continue with your calls here in a moment but since uh, last gentleman brought up the bath salt situation uh, there's a story over at new uh, u.s news world report usnews.com it's the zombie apocalypse that everyone's talking about including congress the miami cannibal attack may if lawmakers have their way be the final straw in the fight to making sure synthetic drugs such as bath salts and synthetic marijuana are classified alongside heroin and lsd according to florida representative sandy adams who helped push the combating dangerous synthetic stimulants act of 2011 through the house last december looking at the miami incident we've seen people do some very bizarre acts on bath salts he went on to point out uh, that the federal uh, the bill would federally ban MDPV and mephedrone, two chemicals found in bath salts and dozens of other chemicals also found in synthetic drugs. Last week, the Senate passed a Food and Drug Administration bill that would men- uh, ban many of the same chemicals. But so far, both houses haven't been able to pass an identical bill. The hangups have been deciding exactly which chemicals to ban and determining if there should be mandatory minimum sentences for synthetic drug traffickers. Because those really work. 
Right, because all of this has worked, right? I mean, this whole war on drugs has been just so successful at stopping people from getting high. Right. The reason the bath salts are a problem is because currently they're legal, or quasi-legal at least, um, and the things that people might otherwise do are illegal and much more difficult to get a hold of. Yep, that's right. So we wouldn't have bath salts today if people were able to go out and get MDMA and go out and buy uh, cocaine and go out and get whatever uh, drugs they would be looking for that they could they can't get, so they replace with bath salts. A little laudanum to uh, calm them down. But, I mean, really, the fact is, if they would never have outlawed marijuana, likely most people would be happy with that. And it's the most benign of all these drugs, including alcohol and tobacco. Well, I, th- I think that there are a lot of people that uh, that want something more that is different from marijuana. But uh, all that said, it's the prohibition of those other drugs that have been prohibited for decades now that has led to the proliferation of bath salts. So these Congress people have no one to blame but their own system for the situation that they find themselves in. And if they go ahead and pass this ban on the synthetic drugs, what they're going to have to do is just ban like – an open-ended level of these things because as i understand remember we had the guy call in one night mark was several months ago who actually claimed to be a vendor of these drugs somebody who was like an importer of these drugs i forget what his website was but it was like researchchemicals.com or something like that and uh, his his point was look if they ban chemical configuration jwh012 which is i think one of the the configurations of these synthetic cannabinoids they can just you know, then that that doesn't mean they ban JWH zero eighteen. So they're going to have to ban all kinds of like you know little tweaks when yeah. you're when you're doing chemical engineering. And I'm not an engineer; I don't know much about this. How but, many chemicals are they willing to? Uh, you know, how, right. how many chemicals are they going to ban, and how much time will it take to ban them? Well, right, and 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 then what's going to happen after they ban them? What chemicals would they still be able to make that haven't been banned because they could just tweak these things a little bit here and there and make them completely legal again? Uh, so it's just absolutely ludicrous this whole idea, and and but this is the way things go. This is the direction people go in because they see something don't they don't like, they see something that scares them, and then they believe that they can stop that behavior or stop that uh, perceived problem by using the threat of force and using violence and cages and police and dogs. And it's never worked. It's never worked. All these drugs that are prohibited can get into the prisons. There's no reason why these other drugs that are coming from China or wherever it is they're being manufactured aren't going to still be coming here, presuming people still want them. I mean, maybe they will be banned and then everybody will be like, all right, I'll just get some Coke now. Go back to getting Coke and the other the other drugs in the first place. So who knows? I couldn't say. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Pete listening in Mobile to WAVH on the FM band. Hey, Pete. you got to turn your radio down. Uh, yes, sir. Pete, yes, sir. Go uh, ahead. Oh, how y'all doing tonight? Super. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I was wondering about something. Uh, back a while back, uh, I'm surprised y'all didn't hear about it because it made because uh, it made HLN in the morning with Robert and Company. Uh, uh, about a uh, it was a little it was like uh, about a week and a half, two weeks after the Trayvon Martin deal. Right, right way back in the beginning, uh, something happened down here in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, something down on Del Mar Drive, and uh, and there was something to do between a white guy and a black guy, and and it was said there was a mob to come up, and it looked like they was going to church or whatever, but they ended up on uh, beating them down and walked her away, saying, "Oh, uh, that was a uh, justice for Trayvon." 
Mm. I don't know if y'all heard anything about that. I have heard about that. Uh, you know, back about two months ago. Yep. Um, I've, I've heard about racial Matt violence uh, started by the the Trayvon situation. Yeah, sure. Uh, Matthew Owens. So, were you just anyway. asking if we'd heard about this, or did you have somewhere you were going with it? Well, what, well actually, actually, yes, sir, or somewhere else. So, uh, the way everything has been going lately, uh, I know I heard something a while back, and I know I know most people, you know, you know, everyone says, "Oh, let it go in one ear, out the other." I don't know what they said about the mind calendars in, in, in 2012, but now they got something else saying, well, no, it may go on past that or whatever. I was wondering, though, do y'all, oh, I was actually wondering, anybody that's, you know, church and Bible and everything, uh, when do y'all think, you know, Sorry? When do y'all think the end of the world is going to happen? I don't think the, <laughs> I don't think the world is going to end until the sun goes uh, red dwarf on us. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you it, think? Not not in our that. lifetimes. What, what do you think, Pete? Pete? Pete, did you leave us? Okay. okay. I think you left us. So my concern about the idea that the world is going to end is the incentives that it might bring. If I if my life was going to end tomorrow and I was allowed to do whatever I wanted That's until all. then. Right. Like this is, you know, <laughs> it's time to bust out the crack pipe and get the hookers. Uh, I mean, you, you don't know, really want to smoke crack and I don't really want to do bath salts. I, 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 you know, I don't know much about crack. Uh, but what you're saying is you might take some risks you otherwise wouldn't. I probably would party on down uh, up to that point and I don't don't know that much. I don't know that much about. Look, I know that the problems with crack and hookers generally come after one day. So if I want, you know, had any inclination to crack and hookers, like that might be the. I probably would spend time with my son and my wife um, in that amount of time. But you know, it certainly creates perverse incentives. You're saying people will behave in ways they might not otherwise behave, and right. that they and know I don't, they're going to die. I don't particularly like the idea that we have uh, people that are, have strong a strong philosophical bend. They have. Some some idea of when the world's going to end. Some idea of when the world's going to end. They're always wrong. They're always wrong. Mm. They're not, you're not going to be right this time. It isn't the lottery. There's no guaranteed winner. It's just wrong, 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 wrong. Over and over again. The world's not ending. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Famous last words, Mark. All right. What? But if you operate like it is going to end, you're only you're much more likely. The statistical likelihood of you being uh, disappointed and having done things that are you know are counterproductive to Sold your life. Sold your house, quit yeah. your business, broke up with your wife. Yes, but it's the little things that bother me. You know, you believe that the rapture's coming and you're going to shoot out the roof of your car. Well, how are you work? How, how is your life different than if you didn't believe that? Toll free number here is 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Maybe you would like to share with us your thoughts about uh, the world ending. Uh, are you a believer in that? And if so, when's it going down? We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752.
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but if we don't get you on tonight, don't worry, because we do this thing seven nights a week. If you don't make it in tonight, don't worry. Call tomorrow. Mark's going to be here with Stephanie, and you guys are going to be doing the Sunday show. Yep, 7 to 10. 7 to 10. Seven nights a week. That's right, Eastern Time, 7 to 10 Eastern. You can join us here. And if you don't get us on your local talk radio station, well, there are ways to remedy that. You can contact your local talk radio station and ask them nicely to air Free Talk Live. Maybe they're already airing some Free Talk Live, in which case you can thank them for airing some Free Talk Live and then ask them for more. Uh, so there you go. That's you, it's a great way to do it. Um, and you, 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 nothing, nothing like the radio. Nothing compares to the radio. But you know, if you want to listen to Free Talk Live, there are seven shows a week, three hours in length. Well, I guess once they've uh, once they've been shrunk down to uh, you know having the the normal commercial traffic removed, they're two hours in length, and they're available for you for free at freetalklive.com. That's right. And of course, we you can listen live via our streams over at freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Let's talk to. I believe we have. Mark, listening in Kalamazoo, WKZO. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just want to touch on that point that the woman was talking about, about the, the, uh, uh, oh, not taking a drug tests, you know, for working at the federal level or the state level, or let's talk about, you know, the college level. It's like our, our teachers, you know, because of their unions, oh, nobody needs to be drug tested. You know, for that, which I just think is absolutely insane and ridiculous. Why but, is it ridiculous know, and insane? I mean, how about we just not drug test anybody unless someone's suspected? I, well, of- well here, here, here's my point. This was so funny. I saw a job application, you know, in the paper, right? They wanted they wanted you to don a uh, some kind of animal outfit, minimum wage, and wanted to drug test you. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous. And I just thought, are you insane? Are right. you kidding but, me? But more tyranny me, doesn't solve the problem a, of tyranny. A costume. What's that? More tyranny doesn't solve the problem of tyranny. Like, exactly. I, exactly. I get where you're coming from. You know, if somebody's going to be out there like a uh, a giant dancing giraffe, you know, right. you I mean, want, you, maybe you, they you, should be stoned. Minimum wage, but yet you want to drug test me. It's like, who's, it's like you would have to be on drugs to do the job that you want. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, mean, I just don't understand. I think that the uh, dancing animals of the world are working very hard out there. I don't think they necessarily right? need to be on drugs. However, it well, might make the job better. Exactly. I'm just saying, if you're going to pay minimum wage, well, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. I like, see all those jobs out there, it's like, you want to you want me, you want to drug test me before I'm even working for your company. Let me, let me give you an example right. here from uh, from real life uh, about why this is a terrible idea. And I understand what you're saying, like, well, you know, all these other people are drug tested, so these people's bureaucrats should be drug tested too. But of course, it's I mean, Mark's- but you're, you're, getting, you're getting drug tested for minimum wage job. But, but that's not that's not a reason official. to expand the policy, right? That's a bad oh, choice. I- that's a bad choice on that business's part, and the reason why is because drug users aren't necessarily bad people, and drug users aren't necessarily unproductive employees. So I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a guy here, uh, Daryl, I think Beamer is his name, and or Beamer, yeah. uh, in the Keene area, who was bus- busted a couple of years ago for growing marijuana plants at his home. Right. Uh, he was a third grade teacher. And was one of the most popular teachers in his school. Like the kids, right. the parents, everybody loves this guy. But that, you know, didn't matter. He was a marijuana user and he got oh, caught. Well, and he, you well, know, like they you, put him through the ringer. Luckily, well, like you guys said, well, like you guys said, like the, the, uh, the, the, in my opinion as well, like the least, I'm sorry, but like we're talking about pot. I mean, let's, 
But, it's but that's who's getting caught by these drug tests, that, dude. Of, and, course, of course. Okay, so of then, course. Don't, then don't yeah. advocate for more drug drug tests. It's not going to help anybody. It's just going to make things well, worse. Well, well, then why should a minimum wage person be put through? A they drug shouldn't. Test? Shouldn't not, not, drug exactly. tests should be abolished. Well, the only exactly. time somebody should be tested for drugs is if they're on the job. Some sort of accident happens. Well, exactly. And somebody and thinks. And, that they were doing, right. that they had the accident because they were drunk or because right. they were high, in which case then it's totally appropriate to send somebody in for a drug test. But pre-employment testing, I think, is outrageous and should well, be abolished. Well, how, do you do? well how, about you, how about you guys at the, uh, at the station you work at? Or the, oh, if, if you drug tested at radio stations, they'd have to fire half of the people that were working Everybody. There. Maybe exactly. even more than that. Mark, thanks for the call, man. Exactly. Appreciate hearing oh, from you tonight. Thank you very much. All yep. right, take it easy. Yeah, we will. And if it's easy, I'll take it twice. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think that an employer, if they have a no-drugs policy, and that any employer would could say that, oh, you're not allowed to do drugs on, on while you're on the clock. And if they felt like a person might be on drugs, that they could test for that reason, too. It doesn't necessarily have to be an accident. But if they, you know, if they feel like somebody's endangering other people, maybe they're driving the forklift and they haven't had an accident, fine. Richard's on the line listening in North Carolina to XM Satellite Radio's Extreme Talk. Hey, Richard. Hi. I hope y- y'all are doing well to this evening. Super. Go ahead with your thoughts. We're short on time. Well, I'm an American, and I'm tired. I'm tired of us having to uh, learn or have have to deal with two or three different languages in order to do something on the phone or anything. So you I'm object to of- choices? I object. Oh, I'm talking about. I object to uh, good customer service. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. But, I'm not a uh, or anything but, or you know a Marxist or anything. I uh-huh. fully, you know, I, I love. I welcome anyone to come to in, to come into our company or into our country, into America the way our ancestors did. Would you you want to come in? You apply for citizenship? No, sir. That is not how or the ancestors did it. <laughs> I'm sure sir. that none of my ancestors applied for citizenship. I don't know well, what uh, world me, you're living in. Or, or let me ask you this. Are your ancestors speaking English? Uh, uh, or your ancestors yeah. speaking a foreign language? Probably yeah, they French should, for they me. Sure did. did you know that the, um, that the uh, Constitution for the state of New Mexico is written in two languages? Well... Uh, another thing. Uh, well, Here, I did just not, push that one aside. I, there, I Mark. guess. Okay, so if if but I'm calling a business, thing, wait, wait a second. If I'm calling okay. a business and that business wants to offer me different options and different languages to speak, you know, maybe they're an international business and they have one phone system, right? So maybe they're calling okay. from Quebec. People, maybe they have the same phone answering system as the people from Quebec, as you know, people here. Quebec is only a few miles from New Hampshire, where I live. Okay, right. So, I not not that big of a deal. The idea that a business might offer you the opportunity to speak French or Spanish, that's only them offering you options. It's not them undermining uh, Western civilization. Okay, well, I can understand that. Uh, but if I want to order a Big Mac or something, I think I should be able to order that Big Mac and have them ask me what I would like in English. Well, Good here, repeat after English. me. Numero uno, con Coca-Cola. No queso. Another thing, we need to quit bowing down Cinco de Mayo. Two S's is to happen. Kids came to school on Cinco de Mayo in Texas, I think it was, wearing, uh, or in California, excuse me, wearing T-shirts with the American flag on them. They got sent home. Number two in Texas. 
and a, a Mexican flag was run up the flagpole in, in Mexico. In, uh, you know where the problem thing. with all this comes from, and, Richard? Uh, and, and I wish we had more. I really wish we had more time to talk about this. So what I would like to to do uh, to do is invite you to call back tomorrow during the Sunday show, and uh, we can have more time to discuss this. But but my pro- what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing from you, is that a lot of your concerns are really based in nationalism. The idea that uh, you know there's these different plots of land, and one plot's better than the other plot, and our government's better than their government, and uh, the, the United States government doesn't care about you any more than the Mexican government yeah, does. I, I really. Like I really it. have no love for any flags whatsoever. I uh, I understand why you find it offensive or whatever because you really believe that there's something special about that one flag. But yeah, the the U.S. government they're just another band of killers and thieves, just like the other governments from around the world. So why anyone would wear uh, their symbol on their uh, themselves, I don't know. But ultimately, if we didn't have these governmental schools where everybody was forced to pay to send their kids there or to send other people's kids there, then you wouldn't have the same uh, I guess leverage point where People right. can control your Absolutely. Kids. kids should be able to wear American flag T-shirts to public schools. They, If their parents paid the taxes to send them there, then absolutely they should be able to wear them. However... And I should be able to wear an FU T-shirt to uh, the public school, too. Uh, that's too they, much for me. They don't but... let that happen either. Richard, thanks for the call. Let's uh, go quickly here to Charlie, listening in Charlottesville, Virginia, listening to WCHV. Well, gentlemen, I guess he better get off his bath with salts. I think that was his problem there. <laughs> I was sitting there falling asleep and... Uh... Holy cow. Well, yeah, if you if can't order at McDonald's, you're together, probably Maybe high. I can talk a little bit better on the radio, a little bit faster than most people do, but that's just the way I am. And so we're talking about the rapture. That's going to take off in a couple of seconds here, and you have less time for me to talk because we're heading towards the hard break, as they call it, radio time, gentlemen. So one day it's uh, probably going to happen. There's no rapture in the Bible. It's called the catching up and probably will happen very soon, but most people don't believe it, but that's okay. They can believe anything you want. But if they believe it, What happens it, when I get lie, caught up? What happens? Oh, the I'll suspense. I'll just give you a chance to pause there and let you catch up. <laughs> Charlie, we're out of time, man. Thanks for the call. Call us again. Hey, call I'll us call again. We got I'll no more time, We got some more time. After Robert calls, and uh, maybe I'll call after Robert if we have no Char- time. Anytime Charlie, will. take us on out. Free, um, plug freetalklive.com. <laughs> FreeTalkLive.com, you can get on there, you can get on your telephone, you get on your iPod, MP3, or anything you want to do. C-O-D. Yeah, baby! <laughs> See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com.